This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. You're tuned to Radio Kidnap the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Real Wealth and it's our pleasure as always to have in the studio Trudy Vossen from the Stewart Group in Hastings. How are you going Trudy? I'm great. How are you this morning, Ken? Aside from hot, I know we've been. We were just talking about before we came to air. It's it's oppressive the heat, isn't it? It it's as you said, it's tiring just doing nothing. Yeah, and you can almost put up with it during the day, but it's at night when it really gets you. Oh God, I was bus- I was just saying I had my fan on me all night last night and woke up and was still like a mess. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was trying to watch the cricket uh, a bit oh, earlier. Oh, that would have been a bit sad. Even with the doors open, it was uh, not only was it depressing watching us yes. get beaten but uh, yes. it was uh, almost too hot to sit back and enjoy watching yes. the cricket <laughs> <Crikey>. cold drink <laughs> poor us that's right i oh, know god it's, it's almost like living in the third world country isn't it <laughs> today we're going to talk about insurance which is uh, your forte but before we get there just remind our listeners we want to come and see you at the steward group for some financial advice because you've got, got a whole team there yeah there's a whole lot of us there, there to help you we based at 204 caramu road uh, out here in Hastings, and our number is eight seven eight eight nine six one. Now, last time we spoke about uh, why we need to review our insurance, and probably uh, at least every year, every couple of years, yes, come and we see did. you, and it's free. It's free. It doesn't all it is, is is a commitment of time. Yeah, that's right. And why wouldn't you want to do it? Exactly. Make sure that what you've got is what you need. Now, today we're going to talk about health insurance, and I guess a lot of people are thinking, well, why would I need health insurance? Got ACC. Or at the hospital. Absolutely. And, and I mean, we're really lucky we live in a country that does offer free health care. Mm. I mean, imagine living somewhere like America or places where they don't have anything. Um, the issue that we're finding with people is um, waiting lists. People are, have some sort of um, injury or something that needs uh, medical attention, perhaps surgery, and they're put on waiting lists. And we're finding that generally people are waiting sort of three months mm. before they either get to see a specialist or have the um, treatment that's needed. Now, of course, this is going to have a huge effect on your life. You either can't work um, if you've got something yes, that precludes you from working. Um, so you've got that financial stress. Um, and perhaps pain. I mean, it can be awful with some of the things that people have to live with. Um, and you could potentially be getting worse in that time frame. So it's huge just to have the benefit of being able to go, right, I can actually go and see that yes. specialist on Friday or next week, and you've got it booked in and you're not waiting or being bumped off the list if perhaps a more urgent case comes yeah. on. Just let's jump the queue, doesn't it, really? Well, it actually takes the pressure off the public health system as well. You've got to look at that. There's yes. fewer people on it. So um, it, it benefits everyone, private health care. Yeah. It sort of makes you wonder why it's not a bit like America where... 
health insurance is compulsory in a way, isn't it? That, I mean, if we all paid a couple of bucks a week. Well, I think over there there seems to be an issue of people just not being able to pay. Mm. I mean, it's it's a, just so much more populated than it is here. Um, and, and that's what I like. We have actually got um, something for everyone. But for those that, that perhaps have the need for it, they can self-insure, uh, yeah. pay for insurance themselves rather. I read an interesting case, and it did happen in America uh, recently. A guy got bitten by a snake, yeah, and it cost $275,000 to treat him. Wow. And, and he, he was had fortunate medical to have insurance. insurance. Yes, he had well, insurance. Well, there are other things that just having a baby. Now, I mean, who thinks about how much it would cost? My daughter recently had a baby or two babies in Hastings Hospital. I was just blown away. I had my children in England, obviously in the dark ages. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now they've got pools and everything. Um, I was just blown away the level of care that, that they got and it's free. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. I recently had a brain scan and um, it cost nothing. Yeah. And imagine what that cost to turn that machine on, that MRI machine. It, it, it's it's thousands. It would have been it, thousands it's of thousands. dollars. It's yeah. thousands. And I mean, do you had that done on the public yeah, well, I, I had a bit of a brain bleed, so I had to go in, and they just took me straight in, which was great. Yeah, and yeah. And, wow, what fantastic service. And it will cost me nothing. And it costs you nothing. And you got, I mean, that kind of brings us on to another point. Of course, with a public health system, with emergencies, it doesn't matter whether you have private health care or not. Um, everybody's seen um, straight away. I work with somebody who had uh, a heart attack, and that was a block stent. Now, mm. he had health care, but it wasn't needed. No. So for emergency treatment, yes, it's great. Right. This is not what we're looking no, at we're covering. Not. We're talking about everyday health issues. But yes. what happens if I've got an existing problem and I want to apply for some uh, health cover? It's a good point, yes, because that's the thing is, am I, am I going to get cover? Generally, what happens is the insurer will um, give you the cover that you request, mm-hmm. Um, but they will exclude anything that's happened to you up until the time um, you took the cover out. So if you've got something wrong with you when you go for the cover, they won't cover it going forward. And that's pretty standard with health insurance. Sure. And it's kind of another reason why it's quite good to get in um, young earlier rather than later yes. because we tend to get more more things um, over a period of time. We're more likely to yeah. have more happen to us. Absolutely right. So there's health cover and then there's health cover. That's what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And you, the thing to remember is there's a lot of things that can go wrong, yeah, not, not to be doom and gloom, but the possibilities are endless. Um, so it is good. I mean, we've got people... Um, you know, couples, they have their health cover and then as their children come along, they'll put them on, um, generally from sort of birth or three months, mm. that kind of thing. And that means that anything except for congenital problems are covered, yes. which is fantastic. Another point I just wanted to make, I was just thinking back to your kind of question before and, you know, waiting lists, that kind of thing. If you've got children, I mean, some of the classic things that children have are tonsils, tonsils, adenoids, mm-hmm. And grommets. Now, I know from my own children and other people's, if you've got children that has chronic tonsillitis or ear infections, um, you're the one taking the time off work while you're waiting Indeed. for your children to have that. That's a horrible feeling. I mean, you've got your own health yeah. to deal with, and you're also having to take off either sick leave or annual leave um, while your child is on a waiting list. So, again, it's just another reason you can go in next week pop in, get the uh, procedure done, 
and then it's back to normal. Yeah, that's right. Minimise all that. Uh, it's very, hassle. very stressful. I wonder if you had to prioritise health insurance. I mean, uh, we, we've talked in the past about life insurance. You, know, you can have mortgage insurance. You can have insurance for this, insurance for that. How far up the list is health insurance, in, in your opinion, on a scale of one to one to five, one to ten? I think it again. It depends, and I can never give you a straight answer. No. Can <laughs> every week you try, but it really does depend on a person's circumstances. I would say generally, if you're you're a younger family, um, you've got younger your children, um, you know, maybe just one income earner while the other one is off work, then you want to be looking at things like life insurance and income mm. protection insurance. Um, for me, um, the health insurance is, is fantastic. Yes. Mm. And I suppose it's a, it's, it's a classic case in that when we're young, we think, oh, who needs that? Oh, who needs it? Well, you're bulletproof. Nothing bad is ever going to happen. I mean, can you remember back when you thought you knew the answer to everything and you thought anyone over 30 was stupid? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. How do we know what covers right for us, though? I mean... yeah. Well, that, that's where a financial advisor would come come into play. Um, generally, I would look at covering the big ticket items, so the expensive surgeries, because they're the ones that are harder to fund a fifteen thousand mm. dollar hip or sure. knee surgery. So that's probably where I would start with. Then you have just multitudes of things that you can add on, which is like your specialist and test cover. So being able to see a specialist quickly Mm -hmm. and have that paid for in certain tests. Then you could have dental cover. You can have eye cover. Um, What else do they do? They even physio, nutritionists, kind of the sky's the limit, really. The list goes Um, on and on. Yeah, so I I tend to start with the the big ticket items because they're the ones that um, are going to be hard to fund yourself. Is um, Is it expensive? Depend in well, I mean again, quantify. It depends. It depends what cover you're looking for um, and who you're covering. I mean, I just did a quick quote before I came out to be able to give you a rough idea of cost. And if you're looking at a couple, say around thirty with two children, so they're still Mm. dependent. Um, you'd be looking at about thirty dollars a week, um, and that would be for your hospital cover. You know, your expensive one. What do you say to people who think that uh, $30 a week, for instance, that's $120 a month, mm-hmm. um, that's $1,200 a year? Mm-hmm. I might say, well, if I put that money in the bank, because I'm not going to be sick for the next yeah. 10 years. I mean, you know, I'm touching wood as I say this, but apart from that incident that I, I mentioned to you a bit earlier, mm-hmm. um, I've only had five sick days in my whole working life. Yes, you've had And have I told you that before? <laughs> you mentioned it once <laughs> or twice. <laughs> You've got a very good work ethic. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, well, I guess not everyone is, is as lucky as you. Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody has different things goes on. And if you look at the odds, if you've got four people covered, the odds are you're going to get your, your money's worth. Um, and often it will be, um, just one thing will more than pay. Um, out for what would have perhaps been 10 years. And you'd kind of want to have 10 years of savings sure. because if you're looking yes. at sort of 10, 15,000 with four people, I mean, that's a lot of money to have put in the bank. Dead right there. It's kind of a way of budgeting it as well. Yeah. You've kind of paid for it in advance. Yes. What about excess? What about it? It's a great way um, of keeping your premiums down. Mm-hmm. So you can say, okay, I've got. $500 or $1,000 put aside for an excess in a year, 
Um, and then that way it manages your premiums. So it, it's really good. And it's also as you get older, perhaps as we know everything gets more expensive for us, it's a way of keeping perhaps your health insurance going a bit longer and just increasing or putting an excess on it mm. so you don't need to cancel it altogether. Yeah. I mean, I know someone recently had a, a, an ankle done. It was it cost more than $20,000. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's your money saved right there. Well, kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. One and one, you might only need one or two claims. It's the stress um, and the weighting that's associated with it. It kind of gives you the control and gives you the choice and you're not relying on other people and you can book it in around work, how it suits if you're still working. You know, that's what private health care does for you. I wonder, just as an aside, uh, when we haven't got this question on our list, and I just thought about it as we we're talking, yes. I was talking to a chap um, a, couple, a couple of days ago who has a travel program on Radio Kidnappers, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the benefits of having travel insurance for health issues because yes. you know if you've got to go to a hospital uh, somewhere else in the world, mm. it could cost you your life savings. Yes. If we've got uh, health insurance locally for within New Zealand and we decide to go to America for a holiday, are we covered under our policy or do we have to have an extension to Gen- that? Generally, yeah, they're two separate things. Mm-hmm. Some health policies will cover here and Australia, but you'd want to double check yeah. um, with either the insurer or the advisor on that so that you might need to still get health co- uh, travel cover as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's generally it's just a local to the country that you're in. Now, we touched earlier on uh, emergency situations. T- tell us a bit about that. Well... If you have an emergency or a life-threatening situation, um, you we're not in a country where anyone would ask you what's your um, member number for whatever yeah. health provider you're with. You just go straight in there. Um, so it makes no difference. If, if it's life-saving or emergency, um, you go straight in and get dealt with. Yeah. It, this is purely for those things that are non, non-life-threatening, non-emergency. Now, we're talking about... Um Obviously, it's a great idea to have it. Mm. Realistically, though, at what age would you recommend that we decide to have health insurance? I suggest you might, you know, we're going to say at any age. But is there a time and place that you might say, look, okay, um, you know, I mean, for instance, when I was 18 mm. uh, and I was in the workforce, I wouldn't have given a second thought to insurance. No. And it's actually not until I've been speaking to people like yourself over the last few years in my mm. job here that you realize, yeah, you've got a good point. But the average person doesn't think that way, do they? Doesn't think. I mean, more and more I'm coming across people that have had health insurance um, as children and they've transferred it over to themselves as mm. adults. So, you know, this has been going sort of 30, 40 years. Um, otherwise, I would say I think as soon as possible. And yes. the, the, the reason for it is um, you're less likely to have any pre-existing conditions. Mm. I mean, you may still have had a few things, but not as many as maybe over 30 or 40 or 50 years you might acquire. Um, the other point is, if you haven't got it sort of youngish, sort of 18, 25, then when you have a family um, and you're, you're the provider for that family, where you having to take time out of work affects them, or were you having to take time out of work to look after your family affects everyone. So that's also another key point. Sure. Now, often you talk about disclosure. How important is it for us to disclose um, conditions to someone like yourself or to the insurance company because uh, you, know, you might forget that you had the measles 
when you're five. You know what I mean? Um, the the important it is the the questionnaires are, are usually pretty robust, and they ask a question in in about five different ways to try and trigger your memory. We as advisors also prompt people to put down everything um, and to send off because full disclosure is is really vital. Yeah, now, I know. Uh, in my own situation, um, I used to have. Many moons ago, the company I worked with was very generous and they gave us um, full cover for our health, not only for ourselves but for our spouses as well. And then when I left that job, uh, we decided that we'd keep it going for a little while, but it really got horrendously expensive, so Mm. we kept some of it on for my wife. How can you manage some of the premiums moving forward that, you know, when we take them on as relatively younger people, they're not so bad? But as you get older, of course, what they say is, ooh, this old guy might need some. some well, work again, done. as you get older, there's the you know likelihood that um, if you've been living as hard as you have kids, yeah, you're going to wear something I'm, I'm out <laughs> and need something need something replaced. So yes, the premiums do increase. So we could look at things like um, putting on an excess or increasing an excess. You could look at perhaps taking off some of the add-ons if you've got dental cover, um, your vision even specialists and tests so that you've got your core, which is your um, hospital cover. Now, this, again, would depend on what your health was like because I would say if somebody had a lot of health issues, um, you wouldn't want to be taking cover off. You maybe just want to be putting an excess on. Yeah. Another thing I found as you get older, um, I've had a couple of frozen shoulders in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. and they literally last for a couple of years uh, before oh, right. they come right. And uh, when I went to see uh, the doctor in the first instance, he said, uh, I said to him, well, it would be covered by ACC. And he said, well, mm-hmm. in the perfect world it would be, but because you're over 54 years old, it's probably considered to be wear, wear and tear. tear. Yeah. And uh, I guess a lot of older people are finding that. So it just started to wear out and it's just wear and tear buddy but if we had life if we had health insurance prior to us getting the frozen shoulder we'd be covered wouldn't we exactly yeah exactly yeah for any qualifying health uh, uh, situations you're covered i mean there's a huge list of what they cover um there so it's always good to know what that is but yeah it is good to have that in place and often people have kind of injured themselves at work um, and the injury has healed, but it's kind of left. Mm. Um, you find that a lot with people having arthritis or problems going on. So as you said, yes, ACC won't cover them, but they've still got this condition, and 54 is not that old, and it they still need to be able to work. Yeah. So your health insurance uh, provider is unlikely to pull out that nugget which says, oh, by the way, you're just getting old, so we're not going to cover you. They're going to cover you, aren't they? Yes, yeah. yeah if, if, if you've got the cover in place and no exclusions and this is a condition that's covered, yeah, they're not going to turn around like ACC. It doesn't matter whether it's an injury or wear and tear to them. Yeah. Now, before I get back to work, there's another thing we need to consider, and uh, I mentioned it in my own case that we couldn't really afford the premiums, but what can we do to minimise the effect of premiums? Well, it, it is always looking at, and again, do it with an advisor because every case is different and some people may be able to um, take off more than others mm-hmm. in terms of cover because they haven't, perhaps like you, haven't had too many yep. health concerns. So you'd look at reducing it to the most expensive 
um, items that you could claim for. That would be my suggestion. So the things that are harder to fund yourself. Sure. So and when we're talking about claims as well, you talked about ten or twenty thousand. We're seeing them for sort of a hundred and fifty. Yeah, I bet. 180,000. I mean, we're notified all the times of the, the cost of claims. And it's just with, um, with all this sort of innovation that's going on, there's just so much more potential, mm. um, to what can be done. If we want some advice, uh, about insurance or in fact any financial advice whatsoever, where do we find Stuart Group? Well, we're 204 Karamu Road in Hastings. But if you'd like to give me a call, if you're concerned about your insurance or your health insurance and just want a sort of a sounding board, I'm happy to talk to people. And our number is 06-878-8961. Truly, as always, our pleasure. You look after yourself. We'll talk to the same time, same place next time. Lovely. Thank you, Ken. The information provided or any opinions expressed in this show are of a general nature only and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorised financial advisor before making any financial decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 961. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.